Here we are, ready to go, search to grooves. I'm Jesse Quigley, sitting across from me, founder of Signal Radio, Jay Purcell. That oh. makes this search to grooves. Hello, everybody. Welcome along. For the ride of a lifetime, we're talking about Tom Mish. Yeah. An English producer, songwriter, extraordinaire. Here on Rooster Grooves, this is a J-Pick. Welcome, everybody. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks for listening. Talk to me about Tom, Jay. Well, so we've name-dropped him a lot in various episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, on our episode of Alpha Mist, we yeah. mentioned him. We mentioned him on our episode of with Jordan Rikai. Yeah, he came up in my research. Um, and all three of these guys uh, appear on a YouTube video somewhere out there where they're making a track together, I think over two days kind of thing okay um, which we alluded to i think on one of those episodes as well um but yeah every i think every time i mention tom mish i ask you have you heard of him and you're like <laughs> i don't know i i don't know in Did the past you? i would have said no and yeah but now you do <laughs> no <laughs> no wait who is he who are we yeah. talking but you hadn't come across him at all like uh other than outside of roots to grooves yeah generally unfamiliar okay maybe i've heard some of his stuff on a playlist or something you know, mm -hmm. couldn't say for sure, but I definitely don't recognize him. Didn't recognize his face when I saw him. Mm -hmm. uh, just one of those guys that must have slipped under the rug somehow. Because yeah. he's pretty chill. He's not yeah. big pop star in the tabloids doing crazy things. Yeah, He seems like a very chill, down-to-earth guy making really chill, down-to-earth music that um, vibes with a lot of people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you kind of said it. He's a multi-instrumentalist, producer, mm -hmm. singer, songwriter. Kind of guitars his number one. Yeah go-to instrument yeah and uh yeah he's kind of people have written about him is at the intersection of like that crossing over of hip-hop and jazz mm -hmm. like that fusion sort of thing um uh heavily inspired by jay diller is like one of his biggest influences I think. for sure um so i'm wearing a jay diller t-shirt yeah some videos but yeah i guess down tempo jazzy uh, hip-hoppy uh Throughout his uh, discography, we'll talk about he has other featured singers that he's worked with as mm -hmm. well. Um, uh, but yeah, pretty and sort of maybe more jazz, I think, you know, maybe more For sure, yeah. like going through, especially with his guitar work and stuff like that. Very jazzy. Yeah, so, there's definitely an air of yeah. jazz throughout his discography, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did, he studied jazz, right? He studied guitar, jazz yes, guitar, I think. He we're, did, yeah. Just, yeah. We're in the overview section, so we exactly. don't have to talk about anything else. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, but from uh, from London, by the way, South London, South East London, South. Yeah, London, I thought I saw in an interview. I was I, yeah. I was going to try to write down the the real city or the oh. suburb or whatever, but I, it was like called okay. Dutch or Deutsch or uh, it was like, Dulwich. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I just could not right. understand what it was on the video. Yeah, it's one of those another one of those places in the UK that is pronounced completely opposite of how it's spelled. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, I had a good time researching this guy. I just put it on yeah. Tom Mish music yeah. while I was uh, researching. Nice. And it's just very, very good vibes. Yeah, definitely. Very chill. Like you said, hip hop, kind of R&B, jazz influence. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, he has a, what, a couple albums out. His first full length LP came out in 2018. Yeah. Which we'll talk about. Um, mm -hmm. But how many full albums does he have? uh it's kind of I, like he has one solid um body of work that's just his 2018 geography you're right um he you could count uh beat tape one which is his first album beat tape two second album but we'll talk i'll talk a little bit later about why i don't really consider those necessarily albums mm -hmm. but um, interesting even though they are technically lengthwise and all that but um right. And then uh, 2020, um, he came out with What Kind of Music with Yusuf Days, who's a drummer, who's probably another artist. We should do a separate show on as well. Maybe I was going to say, I found a couple him. other artists yeah. in, in the midst of this research to check out. Yeah, yeah. Which was exciting. And, and Quarantine Sessions, which is just kind of um, a mini album of live things that he did mostly on YouTube during quarantine. Because... Mm -hmm. Uh, his last two releases seem to be very heavily marked by the COVID lockdown. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Which is fair. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, another cool project he had was where he worked on like five tracks in five days and released it just like the next week. Mm, so yeah. um, just to point out how these different types of projects he's doing, he's not just by himself 
coming out with album after album. Yeah. You know, he's working, he's collaborating and doing different styles of releases and, and stuff like this. So yeah, yeah. Uh, very interesting. So I say um, that's a nice little overview of Tom Mish for those who have not um, been aware, like myself. Mm. Um, should we play another track? Give a, everybody a little taster. Yeah, let's go a little bit more of a taster of Beat Tape 1. Mm, I'm the, hungry. I'm the hungry. album, which I say is not an album, but you know, we'll see. Not an album. <laughs> Cause we're flying, 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 flying. It's cause we're flying, 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 It's cause we're flying, 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 flying. Yo, you got me flying, flying, flying. Got me flying. He said it in the track. That was the name of the song. I was flying. Beat from Beat Tape One from Tom Mish here on Roots to Grooves here on Signal, um, a production of Signal Radio. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So he grew up in London. Um, his whole life, he still lives there. Um, his mum's a graphic designer. He used to live there, um, but he he also used to. Hmm? He doesn't live there anymore. No. Well, he he does. Yeah. But he also used to live there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> You're trying to be clever over there. Right? Okay. <laughs> Not so much. Um. And uh, yeah. So his <laughs> his dad is a psychiatrist, I think. And mm. like I said, his mom a graphic designer, and she's actually really good because she did uh, the artwork for some of his releases. Um, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. The geo- specifically specifically, I heard about the album Geography. His mom did the artwork, cover artwork nice. for that. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty huge because that's his yeah. first major release yeah, yeah. all on his own. Yeah. And um, he said, you know, because his mom was kind of artistic as well, uh, uh, that creativity was always encouraged. Um, and in, that's artistic for us Americans, not artistic. Did I say uh, artistic? <laughs> that's what I hear when you say art. Art. It sounds the same. Yeah, it does, yeah. Okay. Not calling anybody yeah. out. I'm just saying that's the way the world is um yeah his sister plays music as well i think she acts um she's appeared doing vocals on some of tom mish's tracks as well her name's laura mish i think you can find some of her stuff out there she has a band band camp i saw nice and some stuff um uh his first instrument was actually the violin yeah so i saw he was um you know kind of coerced into playing it or you could use yeah. the word forced a little bit. Probably the, the, the traditional learn piano or violin thing as a kid, right? Take lessons. Like it's a classical like instrument. You can't go wrong. Yeah. There's always going to be work for you if you know how to do this. Yeah. And, well, I guess, yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. idea, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he learned, though, by the Suzuki method. Have you heard of this? Uh, no, not. Yeah. I came across it on the research, though. Yeah. I did. I did look into it a little bit. Yeah. It's a, apparently a specialized form of learning that's mm-hmm. like based on ear training. Okay. And it's kind of a way to to learn music through ear training. Mm. And I, I guess he was doing this while he was playing violin. Yeah. So um yeah, I said I saw on Wikipedia it said that it's the belief that musical ability is not an inborn talent but something that can be developed. Which is okay. Interesting. Um but, but I didn't know about the ear training part of it. Yeah, I well, I think yeah, we just put yeah. two and two together. Yeah, yeah. With the both of us here. Yeah. Which is yeah, yeah. why we're roots to grooves, you know. <laughs> um, um, I, I yeah. know. I think that's very true, though. I think it's yeah. just the the kind of perspective of like how to go about looking at something, how to learn this. Right. And yep. ear training is that's how I learned to play. But not a lot of people. A lot of other people might start with you know a, a, a yeah. music sheet, but yeah. learning the notes and whatnot. Yeah, and that's kind of the opposite direction to come from. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, drums was just listening to records and trying to play along to mm-hmm. the records. Uh, taking piano lessons around the same time, but but the drum learning to drumming was purely just listening, just to sound. playing, playing along to records. Yeah, seeing what they were doing and trying to imitate it on my little Mickey Mouse drum kit. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm kind of assuming like some uh, you no know, studious yeah teachers kind of used that same way and developed it into this suzuki method right okay. to teach other young musicians yeah yeah is my understanding that's cool very cool 
Um, somewhere along the line, he did pick up guitar though, um, and he was uh, listening to the usual stuff when you pick up a guitar as a teenager. Red Hot Chili Peppers and Nirvana was his staple. Uh, he said he like you know learned all of the classic songs that you would learn from those bands and to try and play the guitar. Mm -hmm. Smells like Teen Spirit. I'm pretty sure was one oh, of man. those <laughs> classic. Maybe Under the Bridge, Red Hot Chili. I don't know. That's one of the ones I tried to learn as a young. Know, I found a tab for it. I only learned like the intro, and then I couldn't. I couldn't take it past that. That's mostly but, all you need. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the most complicated just, part. <laughs> just play that at a party, and you're a hit. Exactly. <laughs> Um, he also got into sort of heavy metal stuff as well around that time. Okay. Um, but it wasn't until, uh, his sister's boyfriend at the time introduced, he was, this, this guy was a producer, musician as well, mm -hmm. showed Tom, uh, expanded his repertoire of music by introducing him to stuff like Jay Diller and mm -hmm. like hip hop stuff. And as soon as he first heard Jay Diller, I think that's what really like, oh. I want to make music like that. So it was interesting. Right. Yeah. I think that yeah. put everything together from the the perspective of how to come up with a track and then the the technical stuff of like, oh, I can sample things. Yeah. And put all these ideas together and do something that crazy. I could yeah. do that too. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And it wasn't until so he was like early teenage years, I think like fifteen, maybe around that time. Uh he was at least sixteen when he started uploading to SoundCloud. So mm -hmm. it wasn't long before that that he like learned some production techniques and trying to ch chop like Jay Diller. Um, and uh, as you, I think as he was a bit older, he was going sixth form is uh, when you're like 16, 17. It's like the lot. It's like when you finish mm. high school and you do two more years of like higher education learning before you go to college or university. Um, hmm. And uh, it was that time he said he would like have a long commute to and from school and he would be listening to like a lot of jazz records at that time and sort of thinking about how he could sample it, how he could chop it. And he was right. like thinking about all these chords he was hearing and piano parts and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. um, studying just straight jazz and how he could sample it. But I think at the back of his mind thinking, how can I do this in a Jay Diller sort of <laughs> Yeah, way. kind of update it in my way. Yeah, that yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, since we're on this kind of early section, we were talking about Jay Diller. I got a list of a few more in influences mm. i saw listed in an interview or something um radiohead mm. robert glasper mm. are you very familiar with him not hugely but i have uh most recently i just played a couple of tracks on the drop in the last year or two from nice. robert glasper i think yeah good stuff um yeah. isley brothers yeah d'angelo katronada yeah i think katronada is actually a pretty substantial influence on him as well yeah, yeah. i just saw a photo with him as well Cool. Um, yeah. Together. Marvin Gaye, yeah. Aretha Franklin. Those last yeah. two are, oh, I wasn't sure where to put those in the timeline. Yeah. I'm not sure when he was listening to those, if that was from when he was a kid or right. once he was getting into music production. Right. But a couple, you know, kind of those kind of jazzy and Motown, older, old school kind of influence. Yeah. Um, and then he's right. putting that together with modern stuff like, you know, Radiohead and Jay Dilla. Right. Yeah, so yeah. just to paint yeah. a little picture of influence. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And um, yeah, so I think he was also studying music technology at sixth form, sixth level, A, a level, sixth form. Sorry. Is this high school? This is like, what time, what age do you graduate high school here in America? Like 18. Okay. So in England, it's 16. You graduate high school at 16? Yeah. And then you can stay until you're 18. And those two, are the two former years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I don't, so I don't know how it works over here in America, but. In the UK, technically at 16, you finished high school, you could just leave, go work to a job or something like that. Um, or Join the army. Join the army, yeah. <laughs> but don't vote, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but don't, you can't go buy a cigarette yet. Exactly. Um, and so, like, at, he, at some point along the line, he got a, a Mac, got Logic on it, and uh, mm. he said he just he just took to it real real quickly, real easily. Um, and that, And that's... Was his tool of choice, and I think he still uses that now. Logic to stay with what he knows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, logic is very comprehensive. Yeah, and so uh, very intuitive as well. Yeah, I I also use logic. I um yeah. I what do you, what I back it up? It's got my stamp of approval. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he's he's releasing stuff as a 16 to 18 year old teenager on SoundCloud a lot. Yeah, a lot of tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah, he said he would. He would like. 
it just keep putting stuff out. He said he'd basically finish a beat in like two hours and then just immediately upload it to your SoundCloud. And, yeah, he was just yeah. kind of like a daily beat, basically, like one yeah. per day and yeah. upload it quickly. Yeah. Just quickly learning skills. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. And this was before he went to college to study music, right? Yeah. Or specifically jazz guitar. Yeah. So I think he'd, you know, he'd started to sort of integrate his guitar playing into the beats he was making. Mm-hmm. Um, but um he sort of kind of blew up a little bit through soundcloud at that time started to get a lot of followers get a lot of listeners mm-hmm. he said it was funny timing because he it, it was after he'd just finished school and he he'd signed up to for some uh music theory class to like study like jazz guitar specifically i think um and uh and so he'd already blown up on soundcloud and he was already getting interviewed and he's like oh but i still have this course coming up and i'm still gonna do it kind of thing and and yeah i've heard him talk about it subsequently how that really um really advanced his guitar playing taught him a lot of like crazy jazz scales and chord progressions and stuff like that that he's been able to sort of riff on and jam with and integrate in his tracks Mm -hmm. you know yeah, that, so we're yeah. talking about, we're basically in 2012 is yeah. this time period. Yeah. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Ish? Ish, yeah. Um, uh, so other up-and-coming rappers were sampling his stuff as well. Yeah, did you hear about this? A little bit. Okay. You yeah. probably know more than me. What do you got? I don't know about that, yeah. <laughs> um, I know he was he was collaborating with other singer-songwriters like Carmody, like we played. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Carmody? Carmody? I never heard anyone pronounce it, but I read it and say it in my mind is Carmody. Carmody. Because it sounds cool, but I don't know if that's how you say it. Carmody. Carmody. Some Carmody. Yeah. I think her first name is Jess Carmody. I think that's literally her last name. Okay. Carmody. Yeah. Jess, it's a great name. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, that, that's basically all I got in my notes was yeah. other rappers were sampling him, which is a good yeah. sign yeah, that yeah. people are listening and they're... Yeah. You know, kind of that old adage, the 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 best form of praise is yeah, like thievery or whatever. Right. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Close Powerful. enough. Close enough. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what then? This it. So now he's in college. Um. Yeah, and he's still uh, putting stuff out on SoundCloud. At the same mm-hmm. time, he's still getting a lot of uh, interest in that. Um. Joe Kay, who I've mentioned before, really influential uh, radio show he does called Selection. Hmm. Um, I think it's now on Apple Music. Back in the day, it was on some local station in California somewhere mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, uh, his show's really influential, and he he was like back in the day, big on SoundCloud and digging for music on there. He reposted a lot of Tom Mishy's stuff. Um, and approached him eventually he sent him an email and said can we put can i put out some stuff on the soul election label hmm. and so he put together a like a white label vinyl that had about three tracks on it um i heard tommy say he he said it was great and he, he said he'd sent him he sent joe k a bunch of tracks and two of them he didn't like and he was like oh damn it's like because he really like tom really liked those tracks and yeah <laughs> joe k was like no i'm not putting those out so that's fine oh um it's hurt but yeah that that and some airplay on his thing really like blew up his um like you know fan base and stuff like that mm-hmm. i think yeah he's getting some attention yeah and so you know he was also i think at some point studies something around music business stuff tom did yeah um, yeah i think some music technology right um but he's i said something about business as well because he he has established his own record label beyond the groove and he only releases music on his own label which is crazy so i would have thought i thought he would be on some big thing because he's kind of pretty well known i think he might have a publishing deal with someone bigger or something like that but But he wants to retain the rights to the creative aspects or whatever i think so yeah it's like he said he got a manager pretty early on he said and you know he'd uh tom was still in the mentality of doing quick beats putting them out and he was spending a little bit more time on certain tracks like two months kind of thing and mm-hmm. his manager is like no this is good you need to don't put this out for free like someone might want to buy this kind of thing yeah 
encouraged him to have a little bit more of a strategy uh, behind releasing his material versus just pumping stuff out. Put some value yeah, yeah. behind it. Um, but I think I've also heard Tom say that, uh, but, you know, kind of you have to do that to start out with everything, put it out for free, especially now. Right? Um, it's how you get noticed. You know, you're not going to get noticed any, any other way. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you could play shows, but, yeah. who, but who plays shows these days without a release out somewhere on no. Spotify? It's yeah. kind of rare, you know. doesn't happen. No, because you've got to capitalize on these things, right? You're going to have, you've got to play the show to support the release and vice versa. And sell the merch and at the sell show. Sell the merch and all that, you know. The economy, the dynamics of modern day music. Music career, industry. Music industry, yeah. The business. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I said earlier, cause his first two albums, beat tape one, beat tape two, I said, they're not really albums because a, most of these tracks came from his just beat constant beat making sessions. Sort of oh, okay. Thing. So those, yeah. those releases, those yeah previous releases added up. Did he, are you saying that he re-recorded these tracks or no. just took them and, and slapped them on an album and called it good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so it's almost like a mixtape type thing. Yeah. So he didn't sit down and like, I'm going to write an album now. Mm -hmm. Going to go to a shack in Hawaii and yeah, yeah, but yeah, with Rick Rubin, <laughs> with <and> Rick Rubin. <laughs> uh, yeah. By the way, side note: new Red Hot Chili Peppers album out. Yeah, Tom Mish is into them. I think he was. He might still be. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I was waiting for it for ages, and then I suddenly saw it. it's already been out. There's already like five music videos out. Yeah, <laughs> dude. They, like, what? they rolled it out pretty quick. And then I also was listening to a little bit of uh, Rick Rubin's podcast. He mm -hmm. interviewed uh, uh, John Frascanti and um, the singer. What's his name? Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Kiedis. Kiedis. Yeah, together. And then I think he had a separate one with Flea. I haven't, yeah. I haven't listened to them a while. I listened to half half of part two. Of the, Did you start <laughs> no, halfway through part two? I just saw the parts and I was like, I never heard... Like, I just saw Rick Rubin. It's like because he's known them for ever, right? And it's like, it's like listening to his podcast, like being privy to that world, that mm -hmm. relationship that they have, producer and band kind of thing. Just like, life experience yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I haven't given it a chance to listen to it, so don't ruin yeah. it for me. But the music's no, good. The album is classic Red Hot Chili. Like they still have it. I've like, been listening crazy. to it. I, I'm yeah. impressed. They they bring it. It sounds like old chilies. Yeah, they have good. It sounds pretty fresh. It's good to have John back. Yeah, it's really fun. A lot of crazy drumming on it as well. Yeah, I so saw. good. It's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what's his name? Chad Smith. Chad Smith. Yeah. yeah, just so good. It's just like a masterclass in drumming the whole time. Yeah, I saw someone's comment on YouTube. This is Chad's album. They were like, this "Forget Frixianti being bad. This yeah. is Chad Smith's <laughs> album because of all the drum, crazy drumming he's doing on it." But I think they killed yeah, it. They did. Yeah. Side note, but yeah. Um, where were we? <laughs> we're we're coming. Up, we're, on, we're talking about beat tape one. Beat tape one. So this yeah. is a, it's a mixtape yeah. from 2014. Yeah, a collection of instrumental tracks that. Yeah. This includes Dilla Love, so homage to one of his homies, Jay Dilla. Yeah. yeah. You share a name with Jay Dilla, Jay. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Which does he? It's just a J and Jay Dilla, right? Just the letter. Not yeah, like for J. him. Yeah, I don't know what his. Should you go by just the J? What no. If, I, J A Y J Purcell. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just an idea. I did a DJ set recently and I introduced myself and or someone else introduced me. It's like, this is Jay. He's gonna be DJ tonight. And they were like, Oh, DJ J. DJ J. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Oh, maybe not. no. I just felt a bit weird. I was like, Oh, okay. Because I'm not actually a DJ, by the way, people. A drummer first. Musician Im first. Imposter DJ second. <laughs> <laughs> well but general music curator and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. lover yeah so but um yeah so he and also he, he does sing tomish and he but in, in his early stuff he didn't really um incorporate it mm -hmm. um like i think partly uh, it seems from what i can gather from reading about things about him uh, it was like two reasons. Like one, he wanted to focus more on the Jay Dilla-esque sort of instrumental stuff. And second, there was still obviously that little bit of confidence behind his voice kind of mm -hmm. thing that he had to build up a little bit, mm -hmm. I think, before sort of really putting it out there. Um, but there is 
Beat Mate One, beat, beat Tape One, which is like all instrumental. Beat Tape Two does have starts to introduce some of his own vocals, as mm -hmm. well as other guest vocalists. Some really great tracks on there, actually. Um, and so, but he sort of intentionally curated both of these beat tapes out of material that he had been working on for like a few years, kind of thing. Right. And, um, yeah. So, and and real yeah. quick, not to go back and forth, but I should yeah. have finished. Um, my sentence before, but he had that on the beat tape one Dilla Love track, um, which is a cool track. And I, I guess he got approval from Jay Dilla's mother. I saw that. Yeah, Maureen Yancey. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. Jay, Jay Dilla has passed. Yeah. Um, if, if we're not aware. So, you know, rest in peace. But that's a cool little fun fact tidbit mm -hmm. that his mom was like, props, bro. Mm -hmm. So cool. Um, and then, yeah, beat tape two is next or what a memory comes out. <laughs> Did we put memory on our list? Mm -hmm. Want to spin memory? Yeah. I'll spin it and then... Uh, so this one's right in between beat tape one and beat tape two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I think um, somewhere along the line, well, I'll tell the full story afterwards, but it, I think this song was his first official release. I, I think you're right. Yeah, um, on, yeah, on his Beyond the Groove label. Yeah. track called memory from tom mish as his first official single on his own record label beyond the groove um Just what a, a strong yeah. track yeah Just showcasing all his skills because there's sampling in there yeah the guitar is awesome yeah uh just like his vocals yeah everything's wrapped up in this track and it's very good violin that's him playing violin as well no way lay it up yeah check mm -hmm. that out yeah yeah I didn't even know that. Um, yeah, he said, because uh, usually like, we've been saying he like likes to make a track in two hours, which is great. Mm -hmm. I, I aspire to uh, that level of yeah. being able to be done. Yeah, letting it go, <laughs> calling it done and right. moving on. Because I have a problem finishing things if I don't finish it in one session. I'm like, uh, trying to get back into it. I'm again, waiting for this, this next J Purcell track to drop. It's been months, dude. I'm waiting. Uh, I'll, okay, you I'll, showed me it. I'm I'll, ready. I'll play you something I'm quite happy about but i haven't finished it yet okay fine after off off air. sorry not for you guys <laughs> special privileges um but about that track he said um it started with the piano just the piano called progression mm -hmm. uh, then he added the drums and that was it and then he left it for like two months mm. um then he came back to it and then he started playing around with it adding the violins started to try and figure out the structure um adding the singing um, he described this um, as kind of like a maze of, of like he had all these ideas and was trying to figure out how to shape the track. Mm -hmm. and so he said that it's like a maze. Got to figure out the right path to get through it and out of it. Right. Which is uh, interesting, yeah, because if like, especially if an instrumental track um, or any track maybe, it, it, it's like you build up all this bed of sonic stuff ideas right and then you have to kind of like what fits where maybe some stuff needs to go away mm -hmm. like how does it all fit how does it progress and stuff like that it is crazy art like it, it's yeah. like the image of what you're describing like conjures in my mind like uh like somebody like a detective and they got their big board and all like the threads right. are connecting different <laughs> photographs and like yeah because it's like I have I have the trumpets, I have the guitar, the bass, the drums. If I if I take the drums out here, then this part sounds weird without drums. Yeah. 
you know but if yeah. i add this part it doesn't work with the drums yeah so it's like all these things integrating and working with each other or working against each other and how do you yeah. make that the best version possible yeah yeah and that's like um you know i think there's two arts to like this or any music making i guess these days is like it's the creative part just coming up with all of the stuff and then it's like figuring out the maze the game the puzzle like mm -hmm. how it all fits together or doesn't fit together and you know um and i think and it's possible you just have to keep working through it and then you eventually you know get to it sort of thing mm -hmm. um he said like you know with this track uh he was so happy with it he wanted to put it out as a free download he sent it to his manager and his manager was like no we've got to we've got to release oh, this, this properly <laughs> like yeah, this is too this good it's good, good. <laughs> and did i say it reminds me of bonobo a little bit i don't know if i said oh, you that. did not say that today but yeah i think it a little bit that 100 percent. yeah 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 that kind of chill wave down tempo yeah instrumental vibe edme or something mm -hmm. uh, just the way the sound the production of all the sounds is right a little bit like, yeah i mean uh, great yeah. track that yeah. one's really fun for for anybody yeah for everybody uh so let's move on beat tape two yeah 2015 uh, yeah um and before this actually like he well there is there is a track on beat tape two with the singer calm modi or calm moody mm -hmm. but i think before this he did like an actual EP with her as a duo, uh, five songs. He produced all the music. She wrote all the lyrics, did all the vocals. Okay, is this released under Tom Mish or is it released only under Carmody? I think or it was both. released as both. Okay. Mish and Carmody, it says on the album cover or EP artwork. Okay, um, my apologies then. Uh, so, and yeah, I think when they were talking about this, so apparently she like lives in the same area as him or like down the street and i i've heard two stories of how they met which is very interesting from each of them <laughs> two different stories yeah uh so maybe there's some like things that need to be connected here but tom Mish said that Komodi lived with her family just down the street he knew her sister and his parents were like friends with her their parents mm. um and but then I heard from Carmody that she was like working with another producer and said, Oh, you should get together with Tom to like produce some music kind of thing. So maybe she didn't even realize who he was and the whole time like their parents were friends or whatever. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. Interesting. So their parents. <laughs> and then so he basically um he did a few shows with her, uh, just in the local area doing guitar. She was singing. Um but then she was really trying to put together some music and uh uh like yeah get a release together and needed a producer and mm -hmm. so he worked with her on this ep out to see it's called came out in 2014 um and then she appears on his beat tape two as well which is a really great track first time i heard her actually i think was today listening to his the track she's on on beat tape two mm -hmm. um yeah very good there's um a couple other features such as uh, Loyal Carner, yeah, and Zach Abel, right. I don't recognize those names, but yeah. they're on there. Yeah, and it's good stuff. Yeah, uh, I do know Beat Tape Two. Um, I heard him, Tom Mish, say it's a lot of it's based around the reflections of his life and his mm -hmm. experiences, his feelings, mm -hmm. um, and his general thoughts at the time of cool. recording it. Yeah, just you know, fun fact about Beat Tape Two. Cool. Yeah, that's all I got on that. Yeah. Um, do we want to play? one of these comedy tracks comedy comedy we've said we've said the name so many times yeah. i think we have to <laughs> uh which one do you want to play the one off her ep or the one off the beat tape two it's the toss-up you selected one i selected the other. oh really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't remember which one i selected but let's 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 do beat tape two okay
Oh, no, I'm getting heavy Bonobo vibes from that track again as yeah. well. <laughs> I mean, very good. Yeah. Great uh, vocals by Carmody as well. Yeah. Tom Mish, Wonder With Me, Beat Tape 2. That was from. Another really strong track. Yeah. Um, I don't know, even just in this episode, I, I feel like I can feel the progression mm. that Tom is taking. Mm -hmm. I mean, these tracks are just hitting really hard and really. Yeah. You know, they just, it feels really right to listen to. Yeah. I think it's a good sign when I'm listening to music, at least I'll speak for myself. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Reverie, mm -hmm. 2016, drops an EP. Ah, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't really have anything this. on this, but he yeah. dropped it. Yeah. We don't have to go into it, but it's blending a lot of the aspects of his music into, you know, laid back R&B, mm -hmm. R&B tinged pop, you could say. Okay. Um, you know, a little poppy, but he's he's on lead vocals on a few of these as well. Okay. Uh, sounding very good. Yeah. That's probably like when he was doing it more, his vocals, reverie. Yeah, I think he was yeah. just getting yeah. this. No, this EP was probably, I'm just speculating, but, yeah. you know, kind of where he started to really reach for it and be like, I'm going to do vocals. Right. Not a full length album yet, but let's get an EP out of some material. Yeah. Um, as a, a learning and growing experience for, for himself. Yeah, and great music for everybody else. Yeah, so, um, that's all I got on that. Can we can we move on to the next year? Yeah, absolutely. 2017. 2017. Um, he released "South of the River," mm -hmm. I think, is the single. Yeah, and then also in 2017, he had "This Is the Five Day Mission." I think that's how you pronounce it. Is that right? Yeah, I'm gonna pronounce it Michon because. It looks French to me. Okay, I saw. I say Michon. I was going off mission. Michon. Because yeah. his name is. M I S H or C H. Yeah. And then it sounds like mission. I think it's meant to be mission. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's definitely like yeah. a double entendre. Yeah. I'm just trying to add the French to it. Mission. Mission. I'm on a five day mission. <laughs> yeah. For five tracks. Exactly. Horrible French accent. I'm sorry <laughs> if that's disrespectful, everybody. Peter Sellers, eat your heart out. Yeah. Pink Panther. Do you know, get my reference then? No, uh, no, no. I was, I was, okay. I was struggling. Right. I was like, okay, yeah. what is, I know Pink Panther. <laughs> Do you know who Peter Sellers is? He's the guy in that? The yeah. You haven't heard of him outside of that? Oh, man. I've got to show you some movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Okay. Uh, uh, the Kubrick movie about... It's all black and white. The Shining? No. No. Uh, what's it called? Jesus Christ. Carry on. You're going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find this. Okay. Um, da -da -da -da. Yeah. So his, his five-day mission was an EP... Yeah. Where he he set about, um, you know, to uh, what's the word? He consciously wanted to create five songs recorded in five days, mm. and then release them, you know, fairly shortly after. Okay. Um, so it's featuring contributions from Carmody again, mm -hmm. uh, an artist named Novelist, mm -hmm. Will Hurd, Katie, Ackenby. Mm -hmm. Some of these people I don't, I haven't heard of, so that's why it sounds like I don't know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And then Toby Trip. Okay. He's got a good name. Yeah. Haven't heard of him though. Okay. Uh, but just more good stuff. Yeah. Um, mostly what I think is interesting is that he, he wanted to do, do, do this kind of project and, and kind of box himself in. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've talked about that before, how sometimes giving yourself limits can allow you to be more free and to experience different things. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so just that he's trying to do something in a different way, I, I back that up. Yeah, I like it. I'm a fan of that because like... I've been involved in too many projects where they just drag on for years. I think I mentioned this before where I'd like, I'd literally recorded a session of drums in the UK, mm -hmm. 2006, five years later, I get a CD in the mail. Like <laughs> they've finished the recordings, like they added a bunch of other stuff to it. And I was like, that's too long, man. <laughs> the world has moved on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you, you did. Did you listen to it? Like, I don't remember that drum beat anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't remember. I was like, did I play on that? Is that actually me? I don't know anymore. Uh, it could have been. Were you, what did like, you, What did you feel when you heard it? Like, was uh, oh, this sounds good. This is I cool. thought it sounded good when we were working on it five years beforehand, and I think it had been too overworked. Yeah, I think like no, too much overthinking happened. Well, I mean, there yeah. you go. It's yeah. a good example, though. Yeah, I mean, it was good, but but I, but I was like, but it wasn't drastically better than the like, what not, I'd heard before. Not worth a five year wait. No, no. It, it didn't seem yeah no. interesting. And so, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of boxes, working on stuff, deadlines, yeah, just and putting stuff out like you have, but giving yourself personal yeah. limits, yeah. And especially like if now, if you're a musician trying to 
make a career out of it you have to release stuff like mm -hmm. you just have to even if you're not ready to like just finish it i think there's a difference between like um uh feeling that your talents aren't ready yet versus knowing when something's finished right yeah the mutually yeah. exclusive yeah because i feel like you know i can always get better at drumming mm. but like but i'm got this project that's got my drums in it i i know when it's good enough to say that right. it's finished sort of thing under that yeah. logic like yeah well yeah. I'm, I'm still practicing drumming i'm still getting better so i'm gonna wait 40 years and then i'll be really good <laughs> yes. and i'll release the best album ever yeah you know i mean you just have to and and this there's other things that come into this as well like with content like marketing yourself as mm -hmm. a musician and stuff like that but the big thing people were talking about now is documenting your process right um, and i feel like you know even if you don't vlog or blog or whatever like if you just putting out the music you're making that's that's showing that's documenting the process as well mm -hmm. yeah because other artists do it you know if you look at like blur's first album to where like Damon Albarn is now as a songwriter, kind of very different. You know, That's you, true. You can hear the progression, and it's cool to hear the progression. I think you know. Mm -hmm. right? I anyway, mean, yeah, but what yeah. would have happened if if they never released that first one? He might not be doing gorillas. No, or the same kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. If he hadn't gone through that yeah, experience yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, digression. But I love that idea. <laughs> the five day mission. <laughs> yeah, I. I <laughs> yeah stamp of approval yeah it's got mine that yeah. is cool yeah um and i think a lot of people can utilize that yeah. um in in your own production yeah. at home mm -hmm. so now let's talk uh, about the big daddy geography geography so yeah. this is his first full-length lp mm -hmm. featuring tom mish on you know sampling on real instruments on vocals mm -hmm. um, and even his mom as an artist doing yeah. the cover art yeah she did the cover so artwork very yeah. cool yeah. Um, I think his sister's on a track somewhere. Cool. Doing background vocals or something. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, the singles were Movie mm -hmm. and Lost in Paris. Right. Yeah. Talk to me about geography. Um, solid. It's 2018. Yeah. And it's the first time he sat down to be like, I'm going to make an album. With the goal of making yeah. an album. Yeah. And, um, and you can hear it, it glues together really well. I think this this is the first time in his music it sounds like there's a lot of live drums mm -hmm. in it. I'm not sure who did it. Sorry, Mr. Drummer, find your name or something. But um uh live live feel to a lot of these tracks, I think, versus strictly like in yeah. the box or whatever. Like, I was I was gonna yeah. say I think even on this album it was where I, you could hear like at the beginning, I think it is, or at the beginning of a track, you can hear like the toms being tuned a little bit, mm -hmm. and it really gives this live feel. Like you feel like, oh, I'm listening to some people making music. Yeah, not something that feels terribly cold and you know sampled. Yeah, and and yada yada. And it even the album even starts out with a monologue. I think I heard a, I didn't hear it all the way through. I heard a, a journalist write about it. I think the monologue is about. Um, kind of his approach to music i'm not sure if it's him saying it or a sample he got uh -huh. to do it um but it even starts out kind of field recording-esque sort of atmospheric before it gets into the music right. so yeah kind of keeping in a theme which is cool yeah yeah um yeah i was almost gonna say how long is that first monologue i mean it's 229 we could spin it and see what see what's happening i was here. gonna say yeah yeah, yeah. Something like that because you want to make money because you want to do a job. That's that's the wrong way. You have to do this because you love it, and it doesn't matter if you broke, you still gonna do it. I mean, I I go out to jam sessions and I play, regardless of whether I'm getting a check or not. It's it's about whether I. Uh, it's, you have to love this thing, man. You have to love it and breathing it's it's your morning coffee it's your it's your food that's why you become an artist art is is a mirror of society you know uh...
So I don't know where he got that sample from. Yeah, I don't think it was there. him. Wasn't him, but, but um, yeah. Anyway, cool track in general to start yeah. start off. You know, as an intro and a good statement about music. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, I'm everything here. that guy said, whoever that random dude is. Yeah, <laughs> I want to find out. We'll find out. He's uh, yeah, because I mean, that's why I'm here. You got to just do it. You live and breathe it. If you know, yeah, you do music because you have to, not because. You know, you're going to make money out of it or something like that. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah. I do like how he said that uh, art is a reflection of society. Yeah. You know, Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty weird when you think about it all. Does art imitate life or does life imitate art? So it was Roy Hargrove that said that in an iRock Jazz interview. Who is Roy Hargrove? Roy Hargrove. Real name, Roy Anthony Hargrove. Um, I'm going to look up. I'm going to say he's a jazz musician. Because right. seems right. Place your bets. Place your bets. <laughs> he was passed away. Uh, American jazz musician and composer. Trumpet and flugelhorn. He won two Grammy Awards. So Okay. He's, he made some yeah. waves. Yeah, yeah. So that's who said that. Very it's, cool. Well, music's like my morning cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Wakes you up and it puts you to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we're waking you up, though, here on Rooster Grooves. Hopefully. We're talking about Tom Mish. I'm here with Jay Purcell. I'm Jesse Quigley. This is Rooster Grooves. Um, do we want to play? Yeah. We need some sound <laughs> effect, guys, like a, that movie announcer. Oh, yeah. I have these, um, but I think it's going to record, so never mind. Oh. No. Yeah, yeah, I'll put them in in post. Yeah. I anyway, um, do we want to play one more track off this, or are we good? Uh, yeah, let's play one more. Yeah. Okay. I did have one um, that I loaded up. Yeah. Um, if you're willing to play that one. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know, I think this one gave me some Thundercat vibes when I was listening to Tom. Okay. Um, and that, I was like, I checked my phone, I was like, is this still Tom Nish? <laughs> right. um, but it was very good, just really jammy track. Okay. Um, very fun, very good. What is it called? Oh, I'm sorry, I thought we had it. <laughs> I thought, um, it's uh, Disco Yes. All right. Disco, yes. Yeah. From Geography, featuring Poppy Ajuda on vocals. I've played her a few of her new releases on the drop as well. Nice. Recognize that name. She's cool. Yeah, South London jazz and soul singer. Yeah. Uh, uh, melodic craftsman. Melodic craftsman, like that. And uh, yeah, I was looking up the liner notes for this album, because uh, you said it sounded like Thundercat. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who's the bass player then? Uh, I think he played the bass himself. Oh, for real? Yeah. Fucking great. Um, wow. I mean, but what a fun track, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like Definitely. upbeat and just jamming. It's just like good energy. Yeah, yeah. It feels good. Makes you feel good. Yeah. And I like that about it. Um, Roy Hargrove. Oh, no. I mentioned him. Sorry. Jamie Horton is the drummer. Um, but he didn't play on all the tracks. He's only featured on track one and track five. Which leads me to believe that maybe um, Tom Mish sampled this guy's drum kit mm. and programmed the rest of the drums on the other. Because <laughs> that sounds uh, <laughs> live on like a lot of these tracks, and especially that one as well. It sounds like live, a live drum kit, um, but I guess he programmed it or something. To yeah. That way, which, I mean, we're, we're, we live in an age where <laughs> you can do both, have live instruments, like have somebody yeah. play hours worth of drums and then yeah, you can yeah. take those chop those transients out and right. put them in a yeah yeah, what yeah. A, reconfigure it some put them in a sampler or yeah i don't know the prime. words that what you guys do hit the buttons with the things a midi control them. yeah make the buttons work <laughs> and oh i got my snare All right but it's yeah. crazy how you can do that like yeah, i'm yeah. kind of joking around but everyone knows you can just take other people's sounds and sample them and put them as a button on midi and then yeah. control it and but make different beats but the hardest thing is getting that uh what seems like a performance or 
like just, making it feel real again yeah like the you, feel the swing or whatever and not just the drums but in any any sample instrument it's like it's like your sounds are easy putting them on a committee things easy but making it sound that's only half the job like, yeah, exactly, you still have to yeah. <laughs> create it and make it sound yeah. like a real drummer which yeah. is a whole art in itself i suppose yeah more of a technical um thing and i guess like didn't uh maybe daft punk do that on their last album as well this is all disco heavy sounds like live drums but i'm pretty sure they programmed it all or something like that maybe i i, I, don't, I wouldn't yeah. doubt it i'm not yeah. sure yeah i do know they were they were doing as much live stuff as possible yeah so okay. i could definitely see going both ways okay because obviously yeah. they're known for sampling and production yeah yeah i just simply do not know right i love me some daft punk and some random access memories though well this song you could mix this in with uh random mm -hmm. access memories yeah. Like, yeah yeah disco that is that kind of a throwback yeah yeah fun i, I want to hear like, that track again now i just want to hear that yes yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll play out with it okay um so moving along that's well, geography yeah one, one thing i guess i want to say about this before we move on is um that he felt like he he didn't have enough time for this so he had a deadline to do this album um yeah, it was like a year and a half. Yeah. He said two months before the deadline, he only had 10% done, he <laughs> said. Um, so he said it wasn't really an enjoyable time. He wanted to take more time and enjoy the process, make the best stuff when I have time and enjoy the process. So I was forcing creativity. My friends were doing fun stuff and going somewhere for a holiday and I was just in a studio grinding. Um, though I've, I've learned a lot of stuff from the process it's really important to enjoy the process regardless of anything else so mm -hmm. good learning curve for him um was that the deadline didn't really work for him like it kind of felt gave him a bit of pressure maybe and some anxiety well but, i'm um, wondering because i thought i heard him saying uh, talking about geography and he was he was like oh i have like a year and a half to work on this and <laughs> so i'm feeling really chill about it yeah and i'm working on other stuff right and if that's the same story, then I don't know what he's talking about. Because <laughs> maybe he started out that way, and then he was like, "Oh shit, it's only it's two, like two months, months left." Oh, I guess I can't go on vacation now. Aww. I don't. I'm just kidding. I'm speculating. <laughs> but as we've had a similar thing uh, with other artists, we've talked about um, where they've abandoned albums, or or that they just completed it and released it, but weren't happy with it. Mm -hmm. um, uh it doesn't sound like that tom mish is not happy with this album um i think he is and i think he should be proud of it because regardless of that comment that i saw him say there that i just read out like this is a really solid piece of work and good yeah. proper first album mm -hmm. outside of the beat tapes i think mm -hmm. you know? um yeah i agree and still only his real proper album like as a yeah artist as a solo himself. thing yeah so um but yeah so i mean so to move on like that was uh geography when did that come out 2018 2018 yeah, and then so and then covid happened <laughs> uh, in What's 20 in 2019 i don't know i've lost track now that's that's what they say um what kind of music yeah so uh this is a whole album he did with yusuf days who's a london drummer crazy drummer yes yeah, stylish fellow seems like he has a lot of experience yeah he's drummed a lot of drums drums a lot of drums if you check out yusuf days on instagram you can see him all these random clips he puts out and that's explosions in the background people from the stadium down here in seattle yeah um who's playing tonight is it seahawks or soccer soccer it's not, it's not NFL season right now. Seattle no. Sounders. No, yeah. no, football's done, but yeah. um, Mariners opening day is tomorrow. There you go. Right. Um, so this will be in the past when you guys listen to this, but go see a Mariners game. Yeah. Go go San Diego Padres. <laughs> um, yeah, so Yusuf Day's great, great drummer. Check him out on Instagram. You can see how he plays. There's also a lot of video clips on youtube yeah i was that. watching some of them yeah. play together just yeah very good yeah and so this came about because apparently uh yusuf lives in the same neighborhood as tom and he went to the album release party for geography and that's how they met okay nice um and 
Yusuf went up to Tom and was like, yeah, man, we should get into the studio sometime and like mess around. He was like, yeah. And no, totally. We should yeah, jam. Yeah, we, yeah. Should, we should jam, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, never happens. No. <laughs> we should get a drink sometime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah never happens. Um, uh, but they did happen. And uh, they just said they were just started around by experimenting. They weren't, they were thinking another beat tape. They were just thinking like little casual, casual side project sort of thing. Um, and, but their experimentations went further. Uh, Tom said he wanted it just to be like instrumental initially, but like as they were creating cool things, he was like, it would be a shame to not like work on pursuing each of these songs a bit further kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so he added vocals. They had some other um, people uh, come through, feature Freddie Gibbs, Rocco Palladino as well. Kate, uh, I don't know, this last person, Katie Akinnebe, not sure. Oh yeah, I spelled that correctly. Um, and yeah, they ended up doing a twelve-song album, forty-five minutes, uh, written during. Uh, was it lockdown? I think it was. Like Could most of twenty twenty, they spent working on this, and it came out towards the end of twenty twenty. I think. Yeah, because you also yeah. had the quarantine sessions. Right. Yeah. Which that came out first or second? I don't know. Uh, second, yeah. Came that's, out after what kind of music? That's kind of what he's been doing since that album. He mm -hmm. was a lot of YouTube, a lot of him sitting in his backyard on the guitar on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Quarantine sessions. Yeah. And that's the image <laughs> on that album cover, I believe, too, is yeah. like a picture of him sitting in his yard, basically just there you go. isolated. Yeah. Quarantining. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Um, what is it? Flatten the line. We're going to flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a long time, man. It's crazy now because it doesn't feel that long to me that COVID, since COVID started. But now we've had so much art that's been written during this time and already released. Mm -hmm. uh, not just music, but films and like books, all kinds of things. Right. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. It's kind of cool though, actually, because you get this. I think it's something Tom said as well. Is like you either use that time to as an artist work on your craft and work on projects mm -hmm. or you just check out and uh, do some kind of uh, self-care type stuff or spend time with your family kind of thing and I think we've seen it all across the gamut um, but I think there's been a lot of artists that have done a lot of great work in this time period and gotten really good mm -hmm. and we, we're getting a lot of good music and art and this all kinds of shit content of in general yeah, that, yeah yeah you know it gave everybody an opportunity to work on some cool stuff yeah and, and and it's cool getting to reflect and look back on the pandemic yeah now that we're kind of out of the woods a little bit so to yeah. speak yeah um or or so it seems at least not so much in china right now back, yeah back to china yeah you, you like that um the red hot chili peppers line in the that first song black summer oh, yeah yeah uh, we, china's we, on the dark side of the moon yeah <laughs> I, 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 to be honest what? with you, I can never understand Anthony Kiedis lyrics, so yeah. I wasn't sure what he was talking about. Maybe I need to listen more clear, no, clearly. But uh, was he talk? What was he talking about? Sorry. He just—I yeah. don't know what the con yeah. the context of that line yeah. is, but I specifically remember China is on the dark side of the moon. Right, yeah. just like one of the opening lines of the song. Yeah, it was great by the way he puts it in there and with the other lyrics, like mm -hmm. that verse or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. He—I don't know. I like it. Tangent. I'm going to play. I'm going to New Orleans this weekend, so I'm going to... Uh, I've I've kind of held off listening to the whole album, the, the new Red Hot Chili Bourbons album. Oh. I kind of want it to be one of those times, you know, where where like you listen to music and you like... And then every time you go back to that album, it reminds you of a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is going to be my New Orleans album. I'm going there. I'm going to... I'm going to... Um, listen to the album a couple of times that's good like whilst i'm down there also let's see if i can make this happen i might go see them play at jazz fest because they replaced foo fighters unfortunately foo fighters had to cancel headlining jazz fest in new orleans but new uh, red hot chili red hot chili peppers stepped into play so rest in peace yeah. taylor hawkins yeah yeah we haven't said that on this show yet yeah it's all sad legend sad thing Sorry to see that happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyway, cool opportunity for the Red Hot Chili Peppers to take over. Yeah. That'd be an experience. That would be very cool. 
But yeah, anyway, yeah, I was uh, this. It's kind of got me excited to like listen to albums again. It's like is a thing, you know. Instead of just casually listening to music throughout my day, it's like let me purposefully sit down. Well, and that's and like listening to this album with right? intention. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's kind of like um, what we were mentioning before, like giving yourself a limit or a rule mm -hmm. in order to achieve something greater. Yeah, because we could have just had Chili Peppers playing in the background all day. Yeah, that's not going to give you the same. No. feeling if you have that on your headphones and you're landing in new orleans and you're walking around the town yeah. with it in your headphones yeah and really like dial in that experience like listening to the the details of the music because they've got a really good production sound what i've heard so far in that album yeah, yeah. it's crisp yeah, yeah. drums sound great like yeah. we mentioned earlier yeah the, sorry this is not a red hot chili peppers <laughs> episode we, sorry um but anyway um what kind of music yeah with yusuf days very good yeah um, and I think we kind of touched on that. The one other thing I wanted to say was uh, one of the spotlight tracks is called Kiev. Uh, okay, yeah. And that's uh, a city in Ukraine mm -hmm. who is currently being invaded by Russia. Yeah. So kind of a cool shout out. Um, I don't remember the specifics of that song, but I'm sure they, they kind of just touch on the... And I think they called it they're that experiencing. and put it on here before the war happened. Is that right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so, I don't know the... Yeah. Yeah. context of that but i just know that that is yeah um a city in ukraine that it seems to be a poignant time that that really was, was released yeah yeah that's all i have yeah. um anyway but and then quarantine sessions is the latest thing that he's released yeah um back to tom mish sorry yeah. for the tangents everybody <laughs> send some hate mail if you feel like it but i'm pretty i'm gonna say tom mish is a red hot jelly peppers fan if he listened to them back in the day like i did i mean he was one of the influences I, yeah and yeah you were over there listening too yeah i was at this, well he's younger than me i guess but like yeah i mean that was my teenage years grew up listening to blood sugar sex magic mm -hmm. uh yeah, all the all the all the ones. <laughs> <laughs> all they have an extensive discography. Scar Tissue was the last one that came out before I left the UK. Scar uh, Tissue. Oh, that's the song, right? But the album Californication. Yeah, Cal yeah, that's a banger album. Yeah. Oh, actually, and also Stadium Arcadian came out Gosh, before I left just... the UK as well. Yeah. It's been a long time, man. I mean, that was yeah. their sweet spot. Yeah. But um, Red Hot. No, what is it? One Hot Minute. One Hot. Oh minute? yeah, you remember yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember which tracks are off that one, but I, Air, I recognize airplanes on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hump defunct or whatever it is. Mate, mm, I think that might be earlier. That one. Okay. Yeah. You know well, better than I do. I'm a fan, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so much good stuff in the yeah. Chili Peppers. Thanks for <laughs> listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers episode. <laughs> we we're actually changing the name of our yeah. podcast to Red Hot Chili Peppers Talk. It's Red Hot Chili Peppers Year on Signal. <laughs> yeah. In celebration, um, but we're yeah. obviously fans. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen to that album. Um, what is it called? Uh, Unlimited, Unlimited Love. There it is. Oh, I've got so many stories about it. I can't. Okay, I've got to stop talking about. It. Listen to the Red Rick Rubin podcast. You'll get the <laughs> you'll get the information you yeah. need. We'll there. we'll touch on this. Yeah. Um, once Jay gets back from New Orleans after having listened to the album in full multiple times. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see where we are. Uh, at that point maybe we'll do a one-off show about it we might know, have to we, i think we just did jay yeah i think <laughs> we just did we'll just edit all of our clips of us talking in red hot chili peppers across yeah, all like, episodes uh, no tom mish yeah. delete yeah. tom mish delete <laughs> yeah why do we talk so much about tom mish <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we are talking about tom mish because he's super cool um and i had a a joyous experience researching him and listening to him as i was researching yeah really good stuff Listen to geography, but really you can start anywhere with this guy. Yeah. Start at the back end, start at the top. Yeah. And um, I think if you just go randomly on Spotify and start playing something, mm -hmm. you'll get into the vibe. Yeah. And not to mention all the other collaboration <laughs> artists he's worked with um, that just you can go down the rabbit hole of really good music really quick with this guy. Yeah. So a lot of good stuff. Very valuable artist. Yeah. He should definitely be on a lot of your playlists. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Do we have anything else on Tom Mish? I don't think so. Right on. If it is, if I have anything else, I'll follow up on the Red Hot Chili Peppers episode about it. Sounds good. Yeah. This is almost like a two-parter episode. I yeah, feel yeah, like. yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. We got a track loaded up to play. Jay is going to hook that up right now. If you guys have any hate mail, any uh, 
Red Hot Chili Peppers facts <laughs> for our podcast, let us know at the email, Jay. Roots to Grooves at signalradio.com. That's S I G N L radio.com. is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio.com.